Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is July 25, Wednesday. Welcome to Daily Walk. I was just looking at my calendar as I do when I'm saying these things to see what I'm doing for the day. I realized we're going to the Colorado Shakespeare Festival. We are indeed. Tonight. Yes, indeed. I'm so excited. We're going to see Richard III. And so this will be our fourth year in a row yeah, going to yeah. the Shakespeare Festival. It's all good. Yes, it is very good. Uh, hopefully it won't rain. Oh, and I'm Becky de Oliveira, by the way. <laughs> and I'm Jafet. All right. Um, Let me pray. All right. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the middle of the week. I want to thank you for the opportunity we have every single time to be able to pause, read scripture, reflect on the power of the word and all that it has for our life. Lord, as we reflect on this passage of uh, one man and the new man and uh, who Christ is, all he's done, uh, all he's calling us to be, may it actually call us to this new life as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Romans 5, 12 through 21, English Standard Version today. Yes. Subtitle, Death in Adam, Life in Christ. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more... Have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ." Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, good. And so here's our question today. And uh, in good tradition, actually, yesterday we had a paraphrase and it was a really long version of this text. And so we had a very short question. And today with the English Standard Version, we had a It's short, short yet confusing. Somehow, confusing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is because it's, it's, it's Paul. Uh, and so therefore we have a, a very we have a long question. Long question. Ooh, Here we go. <laughs> How can staying within the law and the will of Christ make your life better? Can Christ's law and will hamper your freedom and bring you less joy? Oh, so there's two parts to yeah. this question. Yeah. How can staying within the laws and they will of Christ make you... They seem somewhat leading, I have to say. What? Mark? A little. We like to say both marks are So first leading. of all, the idea is, uh-huh. can it make your life better? We talked about that a little bit yesterday, yeah. did we not? Yeah. Um, but specifically, okay, let's think, well, what do we mean by the law? And then we can think about how it makes your life better. 
Yeah, and and, so and your life would be better if you don't commit murder, I guess. Well, yes, that is a pretty nice one. Nice if there ones. were no consequences, like if you were not what? imprisoned or hanged, for instance, uh-huh. would there be a, a natural negative consequence? I mean, sometimes the negative well, consequences to breaking the law are the fact that you're punished. There and other things, there are natural consequences. And then, and then there's just the moral code of who we are that right. that uh, does the right thing to but do. But I wonder. I mean, some mm. of, some of the Ten Commandments, I can clearly see where keeping them and not um, breaking them would be of benefit. And I would partly I, because you're going to be in trouble if you do that, and partly because you'd probably feel guilty and you'd be an awful person. But other ones, you kind of think, oh, I don't know, would it make any real difference if I coveted? Yeah, for instance, coveting. Coveting, I mean, that's everybody's favorite one because that's the one where people are like, what? What's wrong with that? You know, that's as everyone's coveting, favorite. There are other ones where no else. one's really clear about what they mean, like making graven images. We're like, well, I don't know. I Does love, that mean if I really like my car a lot that I'm I love how it ends on coveting. Yeah, but yeah coveting. And well, so yeah. Coveting is like, well, okay. Oh, yeah, but... But I, I actually, it is funny because... In some ways, that's one where I can see that that would be one that most of us would probably be the most likely to do out of all of them, as mm. opposed to, you know, the killing and the and, stealing. And think we're not. But your life would be a lot happier if you didn't covet, in the oh, sense yeah. of looking at what other people have and feeling like you could have more. I think it's an interesting, it's a really interesting commandment to have right yeah. up there with all these other ones. The thinking that you're not you're not satisfied with what you have. So how can staying inside the laws, or you know, I mean, like we we ask our kids, our boys, to you know to behave in in particular ways. I mean, we've been since they were little babies, like, hey, do this, do that, and it'll be a better life, right? And so we hope that they'll have a better life with that. I, I believe that the Bible encourages us to live uh, within the law of God and the will of God, and it actually gives us a better life. Can but there are people who believe that if you follow Christ's law, if you follow the will of God, you actually diminish the freedom you have and you have less joy. And so, and I think, and I like this question because although it is leading, uh, it also at the same time plays into a very common belief that people have, when, especially when it comes to how we even, I don't know, how we celebrate Sabbath. Well, it's interesting, the idea of... People see Sabbath as like, oh, a, the, the downer day. The idea of, um, well, a few things. Is happiness the ultimate goal of life would be the first question that I would ask. Well, he did put joy here then instead of happiness. Joy, happiness, yeah. whatever. That feeling of <laughs> woo euphoria. I'll tell Mark Is whatever. Is that the purpose of, of what we're here for, yeah. first of all? Sure. I think a lot of people act as if it's a foregone yeah, yeah. conclusion yeah, that yeah. that is the purpose yeah. of life. I'm not sure that it is. And then secondly, I think there are a lot of things where you do constrain yourself in some way, like you reduce your freedom, but those things make you happier. They bring happiness with them. Yes. So, for instance, if you get into a long-term relationship, if you get married, that constrains your freedom to act, but usually it brings you some joy as well. Usually, I say. Usually? Look I'm like, I'm, face. I'm, look, I'm, giving, I'm, like, I'm giving you this face? I'm talking to people in general. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, not talking about you. So there may be people where it hasn't given them joy. I'm trying to honor that. I'm like, like, it's not always a joyous thing. I, I was mean, like, yeah, you know, sometimes you get married. Has and every relationship lose, that you've ever you had been freedom. pure joy? I'm I think like, not. <laughs> but you said marriage. I'm like, I've only been married once. That's true. Yeah. This mm. is true. Me okay. too. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> okay. other things that you, you can make choices that limit your freedom. Because every choice that you make limits Actually, your freedom. Actually, it's true. 
Yeah. You have to close off options in order to commit to anything, no, a career, true. anything that you do. Yeah. And so we do this all the time, but for some reason we kind of wig out when do it you comes think, to the idea. Of, do you think people, when they make a choice, actually th- realize that they're saying no to something else? Um, I think eventually you do. Yeah. I think, I think so that too. When you're younger, you don't necessarily realize yeah. that, but yeah, eventually, you know. And I think actually that's a really good way to look at life as well when you decide something because it actually places more weight on the choice. Yeah. You know about anything you decide. If I if I choose this, I'm saying no to that, um, rather than saying no to something else. Uh, that then leads you to saying yes to, to this. Well, and I think you could look at God's law on that really mm-hmm. positive kind of proactive way that I'm mm-hmm. actually making decisions about the kind of life that I'm going to live, the kind of person that I am, and I'm intentional about it. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to follow God's law. That is the principle behind all of this is that there is freedom. So I guess I would say if you really think it's going to make you that miserable, well, I mean, first of all, you could try it and see whether it really does make you that miserable. And then secondly, you could question the thing about what is happiness. How do you know that you're happy? Yeah, so I think I think one one of those things right at the beginning, right, like is happiness the, the be all and end all of everything. I think that's a really good point. Number two is that um, just the willingness to try something and not making it a foregone conclusion yes. is really important. That's, so this is going people, to make me miserable. How do you uh-huh. know? You have not tried it, so people have so many preconceptions that they are frozen before yeah. trying trying it and being willing to actually even enter into a relationship with God or ex- experimenting mm-hmm. in that kind of area with them, which actually leads us back to the question yesterday that that uh, Mark was asking us, if the law can't save us, why should we keep it? Well, how do you know uh, the joy of what it actually can do? Because if it's not saving you, maybe the law actually has another benefit, which is that when you do follow it, you're saying no to all these other things. Well, I just think whether you think there's an afterlife or not, I think one good way to look at your life is not to think about what happens after you die. Hmm. You know, to not consider that at all. Just think, what if my life happened to be only the, this amount of years, whatever I happen mm. to have, and there was nothing else, how would I want to have lived? Mm. And if you live according to that, I don't think you, you can go very far wrong. Then it doesn't really matter whether there's anything else or not. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I think that that's actually, I mean, that's a, a reality question that a lot of us uh, have to face at some point, whether, the, whether our faith takes us through onto believing what happens afterwards. But at the same time, uh, for, for us who actually just hold on deeply to what we believe the Bible teaches, there's something really powerful about holding on to what God actually is calling us but to. I right? believe in heaven. I believe in that idea. But I also think it's lousy to live your life in such a way that you would feel cheated if it turned out that it wasn't the way that it had been explained to you. Would if you even know? A, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> assuming that you could be resurrected long enough to be told, hey, it was all a big lie, you yeah, yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff for no yeah. reason. Well, you know, what if you think, hey, these principles were good enough that I would have chosen to live this way anyway, well, even if there was no, no reward? That's the benefit of this, and that's why I think Mark is asking this contrast question is, you know, if you stay within the law and the will of Christ, is your life actually better? And if and if you're not feeling that your freedom has been hampered, it's actually better. Then why not try it? Mm. And so I want to ask you guys to think about that today. Um, how can staying within the law and the will of Christ make your life better? Can Christ's law and will hamper your freedom and bring you less joy? Reflect on those two contrasting questions and uh, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. If you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. 
And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love. Thank you.